season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come out. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Uh, day two of our fancy new headphones. Um, <laughs> These are great. If you like them, yeah. I feel so cool. Isn't yeah, they're so good. I love Chris, it. Chris Gorman from I feel uh, like Herd Nick Boss. Uh, yeah, you look just like Nick Boss. Stop. I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that Nick Baugh? No, it's just Chris Gorman. It's Chris Gorman. That's okay. Uh, we do, but it is kind of nice because we wanted to, we warmed him up yesterday on our episode because we knew we were having a pretty legit guest today who is used to wearing headphones and a helmet. Mm-hmm. Clayton Anderson, the Nebraska not. Yep. Are you still over? Have these been disinfected for COVID? <laughs> That is affirmative. They're right out of the package. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, yours new. is new and yours. Yeah. Oh. Yours is new and yours is new. Yours is could that, be infected. Chris. That was mine. She yeah. Was. I'm so very, maybe I'm that very was much mine. relaxed now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. New is new. So, yeah. So excited that you're you're actually in town, Woo. which is super exciting. And we're this as we speak, it's Thursday because this is going this is going up Thursday. Right. Today. It's today. Thank yep. you. So it is going out today. So. Are you going to be anywhere people can see you in the next couple of days? Oh, funny you should ask. <laughs> just um, teeing it up, dude. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's right down the fairway. Um, I will be at the Strategic Air Command and Aerospace Museum this Saturday from approximately 3.30 to 5. And I have a new children's book out called Letters from Space. I'll be reading part of that. And then I will also be signing autographs. It's right behind you on that big, huge, fancy oh, screen. look. That's wow, you guys have stepped into the 21st century. We've, mm-hmm. st- we've stepped awesome. up our game quite, quite so, a bit. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little so bit. We'll be doing that. And then uh, I think, I believe, the museum has things going on uh, all day with respect to my appearance. So I have given them tons of memorabilia from space and things, but a lot of it's not on display at this time, simply because, mm-hmm. I mean, they need space, they need places to display it and the hardware to hold the stuff. Sure. So they're going to have a lot of that stuff out so that people can look at it and see it that isn't usually on display. So that's exciting. I'm not sure what it'll be. <laughs> and, and forgive me if we've already talked about this, but when we were still on the radio a long time ago, you were having, you had a campaign to get your suit brought back here. Yes. It's here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Plus okay. two other suits. Wow. Oh, so we you bought- had a change of clothes up there. What? <laughs> not really. <laughs> that's another good story then. But <clears throat> speaking of earmark that, cause I want to come back to underpants. Right, uh-huh. Down. Uh-huh. Go right ahead. I did. I got that right here. So we bought, so <laughs> a quick story that, so I got an email, email from a friend and said, look at this eBay link. And I looked at the link and it was my flown in space, Russian Sokol suit gloves. Mm. So for sale for $4,000. Wow. I have my initials on them. Wow. K-A, which is clay mm-hmm. in Russian, right? And I go, oh, I've been trying to get those for years. That's crazy. I asked NASA to help me get them. And NASA sent one letter and Russia said, Nyet. Nyet. No perchatki, Clayton. And... So then they, they, I've kind of out of sight, out of mind, right? So I get this email, so I buy them. Soon I buy them. I mean, we didn't Mm -hmm. really have four grand, but we bought them anyway. So then the guy goes, I get an email a couple weeks ago, Clayton. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Would you be interested in your Sokol suit? We have your boots, your backup gloves, your, all of your stuff. And they pair a set of underwear. (laughs) (laughs) So then I go, I made, yeah, I want it. (laughs) Yeah, I want them. And I said, how much? 50K. Yeah, which is what I did, except then I had to change my underwear. But I said, (laughs) I really want it. Give me time. I will get the money. So I reached out to several of my friends. I got uh, Chip Davis stepped right up. He texted me, 10 grand. That's awesome. And I matched his donation. Mm -hmm. And then I went to uh, a couple other people. The First National Bank of Omaha ended up helping because I asked the museum said, I'm getting this for you to put in the museum, so can you help me? And they were really good. They they had some donors and some foundations, and we ended up raising 75000 which was the suit plus the big thing to hold the suit nice. in. Nice. And we got that. So then I found out later, Clay, <laughs> we have your Pharrell suit I and do. your winter survival gear, Ooh. which is not really What's true. What's a fair for? Pharrell means trout. Not, not feral. In oh, Russian, Pharrell. Okay. okay. It's not feral. So <laughs> feral can suit. you guess where that suit is worn? It's uh, out in the wild. Uh, well, the feral things F- Pharrell for trout. Oh, in the water? Yes. Oh, where, got that's it. That's where okay. Aquanaut comes from. Got it. So it's okay. your water survival suit, and it's big and it's orange, and it's at the museum now because nice. the museum stepped up and bought that. And then they bought a uh, a version of my winter survival gear, which is you know a bunny suit, basically. But it wasn't mine. 
It's it's <laughs> but it's the same kind. So we bought all that. So we have the whole set of Russian. That's so awesome. Wow. Suits and they're on display and that's, that's pretty cool. That's right. quite a nice little slow roll that they played on you, wasn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. Yeah. And one more thing. Let's see if he'll bite the gloves. <laughs> well, now I get now I'm on his uh, email list, right? So Clay, you may be interested in this suit. <laughs> I can only imagine. So, I love uh, it. Before we get too far away from clothes, I want to talk about underpants <laughs> for a second. You uh, and your lovely wife, Susan, who's here on a meeting, we were talking out in the hallway with Chris because he's the space fanatic, love space. That's a that, nicer way than you've been putting it. Yeah. The last <laughs> since we're recording, I Do won't say that. Do you have anything cr- feeling crawling up your leg or anything <laughs> like that? <laughs> no, I don't. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so you, 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 you guys were talking that, that you have <laughs> underwear at your house or wherever uh-huh. that was worn in space, not washed, worn in space. Like, well, so because I know there's there's a market for everything. Clay, I'm just trying to get you some scratch if you need some. I you know, appreciate some that. retirement Does money. Be calling, I appreciate yeah. that very much. Can I interest you in some seven one three? So when I flew on the space station, I wore uh, Hanes white boxers. Okay. okay. And not tidy whities Okay. And that was a good thing because my Russian buddies, they wore American tidy whities And when you see that every morning, Ew. Nah. yeah, you don't, nah. you don't need tidy whities are just rough anyway. That's I don't care if you're just... David Beckham or whatever and or yet. Russian. Zero <laughs> gravity, you want to be free. Yeah. <laughs> so I never thought about that. Right? You're like, no, dude, it's just zero gravity. I'm, sure I'm not that excited. I'm sure it's, it's just a zero struggle gravity. to carry the weight, but whatever. It's just, it's just, well, you get out of the shower and it's like, it's like, no, get down. Please remember your waiters and waitresses. Clay will be here all week with Pat. So I'll be your warm up guy. Well, so I went through that five months, and you get, in in all honesty, you get a piece of paper that's provided for you by the folks, the NASA folks, that tell you how long you're supposed to wear each article of clothing. I recently posted that on my, a copy of mine from mm-hmm. my uh, I saw it cause it was, crew notebook. It was kind of like how to pack for space mm-hmm. of what you need. What? Your, what you're, what you're going to need to pack. But it's packed for right. you. Right. And so then if I uh, took a bag, a plastic bag of uh, Hanes boxers, I pulled them out and I put them in my sleep station. So then you have a certain number of days you're supposed to wear each pair. Mm-hmm. And my joke has always been that four days is... And it actually said two when I looked at it, which I couldn't believe. I always thought it was four. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Dang. Always had extras left over when he got back home. But I said, if you wear them for four, and then if you turn them inside out, you get four more days. And if mm-hmm. you turn them around backwards, you get four more days after that. And then you turn them right side out. So you can go all the way to 16 days in oh, one pair of underwear. Right. Easily. Right. Easily. Easily. And so what? that's what I tried to do because I am trying to help the United States government mm-hmm. and taxpayers. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. But then I went back to space in 2010 in on the space shuttle and this is a true story so you go over to the shuttle people and you're looking at your gear and what kind of toothpaste you want what kind of deodorant do you want because it's all per your personal preference and so the lady comes up to me and she goes what kind of underwear do you want i go surprise me (laughs) that sounds almost creepy kind of and i said the only thing i don't want is tidy whities because i would learn from video and stuff that when you wear in in space station you wear tennis uh, golf shorts kind of and your tidy whities and when you float and the video cameras on you people can be upset (laughs) (laughs) for the same reasons Pat was talking about earlier right (laughs) now so I just told her I wanted you know something I wanted Hanes I just that was an okay brand right and Mm -hmm. would you surprise me and I want them to be the kind that go down your leg about halfway that are snug got it Mm -hmm. and she was so awesome they're red, white, and blue, oh my and God. and they're really cool, and they're. I just loved them. And Is there so, any? Oh, that's I'm, real quick. Did did Haynes make these specifically for NASA? Nah, they're no, available. They just go buy them at Walmart, <laughs> or <laughs> Target, Walmart or, Space Undies. What are you doing? I'm buying astronaut undies. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, NASA could really jump on this, right? The, right. You know, Walmart, the home of astronaut undies. But I don't know if they're there yet. But if they anyway, want to make a they buck. They should, right? But they're working on it because they're taking. Um, some L'Oreal or some Sue would know the name, but it's a, a, a makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. company. Cosmetics. They're doing a photo shoot in space because they're starting to go commercial on all oh, this stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! Really? So many, yeah. That's, I was so, just talking to Susan about that too. Just who uh, needs makeup in space anyway? Like you're in but, space, well, you're it's, working. It's it's creams like, and stuff. It's stuff yeah. for your skin. Oh, to see like science. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's not a science experiment. It's just they're going to pay 
And then the astronauts are going to take pictures of the stuff floating in zero right? gravity. Because so. everything's becoming more commercialized. Right. And right. so you're going yeah. to have more companies that are going into space or trying to go into space. Mm-hmm. And now they can market that because NASA wasn't marketing that. Exactly. They didn't want L'Oreal to be on board. They were actually <laughs> adamantly against it. Yeah. Yep. Right? So on the launch that we watched, uh, it was Adidas that was sending up ultra boost pellets. And, and what, what was, launch were you on real quick before people? It was the Elon Musk one? Yeah, SpaceX. SpaceX. Just a couple years ago. Okay. I wasn't Not, on it. No, I was you, you got the launch. It. Yeah. I, hey. I wanted to get on it, but they would Cargo resupply high. mission <laughs> <laughs> to the yes. International Space Station. There you go. And okay, then it sorry, was sorry. Delta too. So Delta faucets are like, this is how we're going to make mm-hmm. the best shower. And so it was a. There was like, there tw- like All right. we had products. like ten of these like products that are like right. Adidas and Delta and somebody else and somebody else. So yeah, very commercialized, more so than I thought it was going to be. When oh we're yeah, there. everybody it, wants a piece of space. And Tom <laughs> Tom Cruise is going to go up supposedly oh, yeah. and film a movie and yeah, really yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah because he does all his own stuff yeah it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be crazy I just want to see him puke on camera <laughs> one time <laughs> one time and I could make him puke <laughs> well, I bet you could did but, you puke in wasn't that one thing the, the plane that you go up in the zero gravity yeah. plane the, was the vomit, the, comet. vomit comet vomit comet did comet. you ever vomit in the comet uh, yeah my very first time in 1981 I had just gotten to NASA as a summer intern and I found out you could volunteer <laughs> to throw up. To go, yeah. <laughs> I would so do that too, though. I did the awesome. training. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I showed up, and we were supposed to fly. I believe it. This is another true story. John Denver, the singer, mm-hmm. was supposed to be on board with us that day. And mm-hmm. Time Magazine was there to record John Denver, right? Mm-hmm. So we get on this plane, and we're waiting for John Denver, and we find out he's bagged. He's backed out. But here were all these reporter journalist type people there <laughs> wow really and they're so, like wait wait what a second where's where's john so i watched some lady barf chunks on like the fourth parabola <laughs> and we had we had 44 to go right you do 11 and then you rest for a minute and mm-hmm. 11 left so four times right she barfs on the fourth fourth one wow and so now she's green khaki green and she's <laughs> down on the floor you know <laughs> ah, and, and trying to sleep it off right and then so they buckle her in her seat and and she makes it through, but I didn't yak till 33, and I didn't have anything in my stomach, so it was a bile yak, right? Yeah. Which was really nice, and it creeped up the side of my face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because you have, nobody teaches you how to use the barf bag, right? You have to put it over your face, mm-hmm. and, and you have to seal it. Otherwise, if you leave an opening in zero-G, boy, that stuff will find no, its no, way out. You don't think about that oh stuff. God. That's no. the what? unsexy side so, of zero-G. So you guys are, are strapped in, though. No, what you well, are you're strapped in, then you so you get to altitude, and then they say, "Okay, you're free to move about the cabin." Right, <laughs> that's where that comes from. And, okay, and then you know when you hit zero g, that's when you float, right? And it's yeah. really cool. Well, a lot of these people from the magazine were, oh man, they start flipping and spinning, and you don't want to do that right out of the gate because mm-hmm. your your brain says, "What the yeah, hell? WTF?" Uh-huh. Right, and Big then time. It, and it's fill the bag. So <laughs> FTB, <laughs> FTB. And wow, you know, so I watched her and, and I tried to, you know, we sucked on peppermint candy to keep your mouth from drying out. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause those are all the telltale signs that you're going to yak. And, uh, I made it through that one, but then I would fly it multiple more times. And, and, uh, the second time I had to give blood. That was part of the experiment that I agreed to. So I'm in zero G oh, really? and they're taking my blood and I'm trying mm-hmm. not to puke. So that was a tough one, oh. but I didn't. Okay. Wow. And the more I flew it, it's like anything, the more you do it, yeah. the you more your it. brain goes, oh, I think I remember this. I didn't like That's, it, but I remember it. Do you yeah. remember the ride like at the at the county fair that spins really fast and you're up against oh, the outside against of the wall? it? What's uh-huh. it called? Centrifugal? World? Oh, that thing, yeah. Mo- and then they drop the floor out? <laughs> it's like there's something, and there was also like the bar. I it was loved like a that. Did you? Oh my gosh, because you just, you mm-hmm. were just held up against the edge. Yep. Without, and they dropped the floor and there he's, ah. That's so weak. So F so equals weak. R omega. So fun. Was that? F equals R omega. I don't know what that That's means. a smart <laughs> geometry <laughs> thing. I don't know I think. what that is. I didn't take that class. <laughs> I definitely I didn't cheated take that off class. of Pat's paper. Okay. So. <laughs> and you made it to space. Wow, that's rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got a D. But. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Walmart undies. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, so they picked this out for me and I had these pair, wait, you know, in space, you want to be frugal. And as a space station guy first, I was always thinking frugal before. And because when I flew on the space station for 152 days, the shuttle guys docked in August and every day they came over with a freaking brand new shirt, different (laughs) with a logo for their mission on. Really? Yeah. And I'm going, 
what the? And Wait. so I complained, right? I said, I had one shirt for like a <laughs> You're month. on day 12 of your underpants. <laughs> I know. Right, and that's they, rough, And they're coming man. over in fresh, clean, you know, <laughs> beautiful clothes with logos and stuff. And, and so I bitched. And now it's better for the space station. <laughs> I bitched. And, now, and that's going to be the name of this podcast. I bitched, I bitched and, and now it's better. better. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was one of the deals where when I went back then, uh, I still was frugal. I didn't wear the underwear one day and then put it in the trash because right. you're also building up trash. You don't save any of this stuff. Right. And so you're building up. So what I did against probably against the rules was when I finished wearing a pair of underwear, I would check it. And if it was okay, I'd roll it up and put it back in my clothing drawer. Mm-hmm. And so when I came home, I said, I want all everything in my clothing door- drawer, including my underwear. Duh. So they gave it to me and they washed the un, you know the the ones that are not worn are rolled up tightly and have a piece of that clear tape on it, kind of mm-hmm. like you find them in in Walmart, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you knew that one wasn't worn. So I have those, and then I have the one. So what I do worn is if space. I provide one for a Larry the Cable Guy or something foundation <laughs> where they can auction it off, I say you get to guess whether it was <laughs> flew in space, but was it worn in space? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Both valuable, but significant one difference could be more valuable than the other. Exactly. <laughs> to the right buyer, that's or to the right though. detective seeking or, DNA uh, analysis. Uh, well, that too. Yeah, because I mean, you seriously, you think about when you're in space. First off, you don't think about NASA as being frugal. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it costs billions of dollars, right. everything that they've done yep. over the years. $23 million toilet just went up. There you go. <laughs> $23 million toilet. Uh-huh. But I'm bitching about a $250 one. You got- <laughs> Thanks to Obama, we have to get special flushers. <laughs> you know, it's super expensive. <laughs> right. You know, you can buy on I, the black market. Oh, I I'm know. just saying. My <laughs> wife found them. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you don't Clay, think about, you need yeah. special flushers. <laughs> Tap your sources. <laughs> See what we can get. But seriously, you don't think about it as being frugal, but it has to be because you think about all these projects that, that have come together. It's amazing that it even, it's just, it blows my mind that things can, you know, they, they put together the sketches, they put together the bids, they put together everything mm-hmm. together and it all works. Yeah. Which, and that's, that's where the cost is, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. The people. We're the tip of the spear that that flies on the end, but all that that went together. And, and when you just simply talk about food and clothing on the space station, you know, they're thinking months ahead and they're, and they're having to launch mm-hmm. a cargo vehicle of SpaceX to get to the space station successfully. And, and then you think about, well, what if one explodes, which one did a while mm-hmm. back now you're set back how many months and you have, and so all that, that's where the cost really lies. And then, and also having trash on board. Cause I'm sure oh, when they yeah, go yeah. up, they take some of the yeah. trash back. You with can them, just right? open up the window and then you just, right. I think they, like this, that. they did like, that in the old days. They, <laughs> used they? To have a, they used to have a docking port on the Russian space stations, the old days, the solutes and stuff where you stuffed your trash in, close the door and then you depressurize it. <laughs> Shoot it out. But like, what is it? I would think that just makes sense. Like space is infinite. Like forever. Can't you just like throw your stuff out? Because they do that with P like did on Apollo 11. Right. Like the. You have to be directional. So if, if I, if I shoot it out in the right direction, it will lower its orbit until it hits the atmosphere and burns up due to friction. And that's what we do today. Oh, okay. Which is one of my big questions for a Mars trip. What do you do with extra feces and urine and clothes and all that stuff. Where do you shoot it? If you shoot it out now, you are shooting it into infinite space. <laughs> oh, space is big. No yeah. one will care. And no then some will. alien gets <laughs> right upside of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that pissed me off. War. 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 That's a movie. Yeah. And so uh, that's, but nowadays we, when a cargo ship from SpaceX or from Russia or from Japan or from Europe, we have them from multiple places, when they come up and we empty them right away because we want what's in it and then we begin to stuff what we don't want back into it, it will undock and then burn up in the atmosphere. And and that was interesting too because when I was there and and Oleg was in charge of that, Oleg Kotov was our uh, Soyuz commander and he was second command on the station, so he was in charge of trash and stuff. And you have the hatch open on a... A Soyuz that's being stuffed with trash, and it smells just like when you guys go downstairs behind the place, and there's a dumpster there, and you lift <laughs> the lid up. Trash. And go, hey, I'm looking for those sneakers I lost. And, oh God! Oh. It's just, it smells, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that you have to deal with that. And then he used to come to me, and he'd say, "Clay, do you have any clothes you want to get rid of?" And so we, you know, bathed with towels, that sort of thing. So he'd roll them up tightly, and he'd use that to stuff and pack 
around things that were sharp edged or, or whatever. Oh. So there's a lot of thought that goes into the way you unpack, pack, unpack, and then repack to, to take it home because you want mm-hmm. as much in there as you can. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. you want it to be CG stable so that when it doesn't dock and heads for the earth atmosphere, mm-hmm. it, it does what you want it to do. So God, that's, it is, that's I mean, crazy. it's not just really, you know, you're just not silly. No. throwing things out the window. <laughs> right. No, that's, no. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And there right. you go. Underwear <coughs> is available. Underwear. That's right. That's it. You should Astro have that on your, com. Do you have a merch line? I do now. It's uh, unifygood.com uh, uh, and then slash astroclay. Astro and you can go to a merchandise page. And then we're going to unveil my new website, astroclay.com, is coming out here hopefully before the end of the month. And it will have that as well. So I have merchandise that you can get now, underpants. which is kind of cool. Underpants. Well, Seriously, underpants those are special, awesome. though. <laughs> Not those underpants. Oh, not those. No, underpants. Just, I was just yeah. similar to the ones that you wore in space. You can have just like an astronaut. I'll autograph these for you. For <laughs> yeah, a small fee. <laughs> right. I would think that'd be perfect. Yeah, I'll, awesome, I'll look right? into that. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's why we're here. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> so this is this is going to be at least a three part, maybe a four part podcast. We have two other things for sure. I know that Chris has some questions for you. Okay. Really in depth. Too. Really in depth. These are, he's just looking for, and these will be answers you've got. Uh, Houston, go ahead with questions. Over. <laughs> okay, co pilot. We're, we're interviewing Tom Osborne tomorrow, and I'm more excited about this one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's rainy, crappy, and cold, and he just, drove from Lincoln. Just, just so you know, mm-hmm. tell Tom, I said Clayton says hi. We will. And then, did you know that he and I have the same birthday? No. no. He and I went to Hastings College. Yes, I did know that. And he and I both had the same calculus teacher named uh, Jim Stanley. I'm going to write that down. passed away. And you can ask him about the time that Jim Stanley slipped on the ice and broke his hip and Tom Osborne carried him to like the infirmary. fireman's he, carry. To the infirmary. He is an American hero. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, as if that, <laughs> I mean, right. everything else wasn't any better? Enough, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And he, if you, if you ever watch the uh, Nebraska Educational <clears throat> TV documentary about me, you'll mm-hmm. see... When I met, went, well, I'd met him before, but I actually got to go to his office when he was the AD, and I presented him with a flown in space Nebraska flag, and some other stuff, and and uh, that's all. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good story to ask Susan because we almost missed our flight, and she was <laughs> freaking out because I didn't know I was going to meet Osborne. She'd set all this up oh with the God. NET people, right? Because they were going to video film it <laughs> mm-hmm. to get your like a surprise reaction. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So like I'm driving, going up to Nebraska, and we're yeah. going to do this. Yeah. We're gonna Taking do that. your time, and we're and we're late, and there's an accident, and, and she's freaking out. My and wife. you're probably like, she never freaks out. We can take a later flight, she's, man. Nobody right. she's, she's calling on her phone to you know get different reservations. You got to think something's up at that point. You're like, what's going on? Actually, I was pretty oblivious uh, st- even Looking still back. <laughs> so in I said, general i said we can drive home and go tomorrow no we can't <laughs> like what is wrong so. Where, where's my calm cool wife Where- <laughs> i don't know it's just a, but it's it's a good story and then when you see the film and, and uh, cole was there and and i believe Sutton, which is his son sutton with with, with us my daughter and yeah it's that's very cool, that's cool. Yeah. and congratulations to your son too by the way oh yes he's engaged to be married yeah. That's really cool. And she's a Nebraska girl, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And an Iowa cool. State athlete swimmer, and he's an Iowa State footballer, so it's pretty cool. That's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. All right, I'm going to turn you over to Chris. Okay. Are okay. you ready? So resident is there any rules? Groupie. There's no rules. Okay. Is this, this isn't a game, is it? <laughs> no. no, we no, have no, the no. game's this coming up in a second. Games, we're gonna, we got okay. a game yeah, we've we got up. a game coming up for you in just a second. We're going to, yeah. We're going to see what you remember about the um, emergency alert system in the shuttle. So we're going to play that in here just a little oh, bit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to change the name of the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you got, Chris? Uh, so in... Like in high school, I tried to get other people to do my homework for me. So I asked members of the CRS-20 NASA social mission. Um, we were on a mission. They just invited a bunch of social media dorks to come down. And Which is cool. It was really cool. Well, and How'd and you it, get in then? I, <laughs> he already knows you. <laughs> so we, we went down. Well, they actually scrubbed the mission one time and then we got it got kicked out a couple weeks later so it was awesome so we were so excited for it um so we were in this group for weeks and we were just you know all these people are much smarter than i am so any question <laughs> that i would have um pales into what they did so i asked them yesterday and i had them ask some questions so did they know you were going to ask them of me yep they oh, did oh geez oh, yep yeah. oh. so they know so it's loaded <laughs> it's loaded Uh, So first question, uh, Jasmine Torek says, um, what are the uh, psychological preparation or uh, what is the psychological preparation or program like for astronauts in space? 
<laughs> uh, when I flew, it was pretty much non-existent. <laughs> um, wow. I remember I met with, I got a briefing, you know, PowerPoint charts. We flipped <laughs> through with some site guy uh, from NASA. And uh, he was a military, former military guy. And basically, the bottom line he told me at the end was, hey, dude, you're on your own. <laughs> Good luck. He said, you're not getting much help from anybody, so you're on your own. Um, and then Sue, she had, Susan, my wife, had to take, uh, she had, had to meet with them for something, and it was a similar thing. She was told that uh, she needed to have uh, thicker skin. I mean, so it was, it was pretty weak. <laughs> wow. And, and I don't know what they do today, but, and I should preface that by saying, or, or add to that by saying, they also put you in stressful situations. That's probably the biggest psychological prep you get is they dump you in places like underwater, like in the mountains in the winter, like in the winter in Russia, and you're with your crewmates or potential crewmates, and you deal with the stress of life in mm -hmm. a tough place. And that's probably the best psychological treatment you get. And that's probably what they would tell you in, in the, in reality, which is good. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just wish I'd have thought about it more that way before mm -hmm. I went, I probably could have kept uh, more valuable information in my brain that I could have used. Cause I, I had some stressful stuff on my five months in space, you know, stuff was happening to Sue on the ground and my kids that shouldn't have been happening. And, and, you know, when you're in a tin can 250 miles away and you can't do anything except talk to your wife on the phone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I talking my first book, the ordinary spaceman, I picked up the phone one day and I, I always said, I love you. I love you. I love you. Because that, that gives, keeps voice going over the, the loop long mm -hmm. enough for the delay so that she doesn't hear just deathly silence and think it's a prank call and hang up. So I always start every call <laughs> oh with, I love gosh. you, I love you, I love you. And I expected <clears throat> yeah. to get then in return, mm -hmm. I love you too. And she was crying, sobbing. Oh, man. At her yeah. desk. And, and that story is, is an extensive story about what was going on in her life, in my kid's life, in my life, and in NASA's, how they treated it. So we get some for real in activities that they designed to stress us out the other stuff is really mm -hmm. not a lot and that's something we really i think we really need to think about when we go to mars yeah right how do you pick your crew mm -hmm. uh you know what are the way what are the stress relief ways uh, that you can use on a zoom call um Thank you. Yeah. Oh, TBT to last week to that poor guy. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh. But I mean, there, the there's lots on. of things yeah. we need to think about for a six to nine month trip just to get to your destination where it's going to be desolate and yeah. Da yeah. dangerous and even more stressful. How long so, are they planning to stay there? I would guess, I don't know the real answer, but if you're six to nine months to get there and six to nine months to come home in the best case scenario, mm -hmm. closest. Mm -hmm points of approach that you'd want to, you have to stay long enough for that to align. That's how I plan all my trips. If and it's so, going to take me an hour to get there, I'm staying at least two. <laughs> you do? So there you Are go. Are you kidding me? So I'm not like, going to drive an hour to stay 15 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Three times nine is about 27 months. So I, I say whatever yeah, that is. A couple in, years. A couple, probably closer to two and a half, three years. So long wow. answer to a simple go. question. <laughs> well, hopefully, okay. So this one might be long too. <laughs> these they went deep on these like i like i was gonna ask like hey what's your favorite space movie and like which one's the most like <laughs> yeah. accurate and inaccurate those are really the funner questions yeah. <laughs> so, did you poop in space yeah. yes <laughs> i got no poop questions oh none, oh, yeah, none. they probably read these my, are, these that are might pros. means they read my book yeah they these guys know all about poop they're good <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Rachel Tortorisi asks, how has going to space changed your perspective on our place in the universe? Oh, I always get that one. Mm -hmm. So I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I looked out the window 152 days straight from the International Space Station. And my feeling is, is that I believe none of that is random. I believe all of it is orderly and is there mm -hmm. on purpose. Now, that being said, I also understand that most of these folks that ask these questions, it's a great question, by the way, will want me to say it's all about the orbital perspective. When someone goes to orbit, their perspective changes. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, most of them will tell you that, oh, the atmosphere is so thin. 
<laughs> it's so beautiful, our, our place on this planet. But we must protect it. We must save Earth for future generations. And I get, I get all that. I agree with it. But, you know, that's not the only thing. And I never thought that. That, w- that was something I just thought, wow, this is so cool. And God did it, and it's orderly, and, and the way the rivers come from the mountains down to the Gulf of Mexico. And it all way- makes sense. Yeah, and Africa, is a, the Sahara is a beautiful, deadly place, but it's, you know, it's still there, and people survive, and Antarctica's there, and all that. But it changes my perspective this way. I believe in today's world, if every human being could spend a week in space, and then if not before, spend a month in a third world country, mm-hmm. everyone's perspective would change and it would change for the better. And the other thing that gets me on these type of questions is people are always looking for the United Federation of Planets, right? We can all live together as one. Yeah, I don't think so. Because <laughs> if you look at the hate that's out there, right? People in country X hate the United States because of what we have and they want what we have, mm-hmm. but they can't get what we have. And so that hatred is all I believe is always going to be there. Um, and there's always going to be somebody right in every class you were in in school. There was one person that was always mad. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And nothing you could do, no matter how nice you were to that person or what you did for that person, they still had for whatever reason, they still had that issue. And I believe that those people exist around the 7 billion people on this planet. And I don't know that we can get to that utopia that everybody seems to think we can all live kumbaya and all that. Now, putting people in space for a week and in a third world country would help us move along that trajectory. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. That's what I want. I want people to start to move that way. What what does the, the space perspective give you? Like I understand the third world country, but the space perspective. The order. The space the perspective says, "Yeah, we're it." It's like mm-hmm. every other planet's got to be jealous of this. You one. look at <laughs> yeah. us, and we're all there is. We're the only intelligent life we know of. Now, I, then I say we're the only intelligent life on Earth. Well, some would argue that, mm-hmm. but we're the only intelligent <laughs> life in our solar system, and we're also the only intelligent life in our galaxy. And it's possible we are the only intelligent life in the universe. But the universe is a huge place. You said infinite yeah. of space, right? How do we know? And just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So, But the, the thing, the perspective shift you get is that this is us on a spaceship traveling through yeah. space. And that spaceship has environmental control and life support and uh, food and gas pressurization system. It has thermal, electrical has everything we need. And so I always hated it when Stephen Hawking said we need to abandon Earth and go to Mars, right? Because he thought that we were destroying the planet. Well, I don't believe that. I don't believe in this crap that says we're going to destroy the planet. I believe that humans have a brain that develops and we were smart enough and we will figure this out mm-hmm. and we will find a way to um, corral the issues that we're finding and move forward such that our spaceship Earth can continue because it's been around for billions of years. It's going to be around billions more whether we're here or not. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, what do we have to do and how do we learn and how fast can we figure out how to do the things we need to do to protect Mm -hmm. that spaceship that we're on? Thinking about the possibility of anybody else being out there you know, of any other intelligent mm-hmm. life. Um, and I've said this before, it's kind of like it's, uh, it's terrifying no matter how you say it, whether you believe there is or you believe there isn't. Either way is a terrifying process. Oh, yeah, that's a great, mm-hmm. that's a quote from... Right? Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's, and mm-hmm. I heard that and that stuck with me. It was like, uh, yes, yeah, that is absolutely. exactly that is right. Well, my analogy we're is... We're the only ones? Exactly. <clears throat> think, think of the universe, this infinite universe is a pizza. And on one crust... I like where this is going. One mm-hmm. crust of the pizza... <laughs> Is, is, is this a flat earther thing? I'm kidding. No, I'm no. kidding. Okay. It, could be, it could be a, a, a matzo ball. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go back to the pizza. But I if like you're on better. the crust of that pizza and you're humans, mm-hmm. the best we've done is 235,000 miles to the moon and back as a human species, right? Now we sent probes and stuff. Yeah, I get that. But as humans, right? We've right. only gone yeah. to the moon and back. So now imagine on this infinite pizza that there's a species on the other crust 180 degrees away from us doing exactly what we're doing. They've made it 250,000 miles away from their planet. Now, how do you meet that species at the pepperoni in the middle of this <laughs> infinite pizza? It takes money, it takes intelligence, brain development, and it takes a lot of luck mm-hmm. and time. 
And that's why exploration to me is something we need to continue to do. Because if you really want to find that intelligent life at the pepperoni in the middle, you got to do all that. And the people that say, well, there's intelligent life, they've been to earth already. Well, yeah. Okay. So if they have, then they can come see us anytime they want. This right. is true. Yeah, sure. And where are they? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. They're in Antarctica. I called them. They're I'm in Antarctica. Okay, I called that's a whole them. different podcast. Don't get me podcast. started, though. That's, I know. That's Don't get me started. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah. They're all in Antarctica. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off on yeah. a tangent. <laughs> that's all right. I live on that tangent. Yeah, so. sure. <laughs> that's where Pete's tangent. Yeah, that too. All right. Back to you, Chris. <laughs> uh, and, and this one sounds like it was written by your publicist, but it says, will you write another book? Yes. And what do you think about the commercial space industry? Um, I'd love to write another book. I think my new children's book, Sleeping Bear Press, is the publisher, and they seem to like my work. So I'm hoping we can do another project or two with them. Uh, I'm actually thinking about jumping off a cliff and writing a murder mystery, a fiction. Yes. Sweet. Yeah. I just, it's, we'll see. Okay. And then I have another book that I'm trying to self-publish that's a volume two to my question and answer book called It's a Question of Space. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm working on that. Then the second part of the question was <laughs> commercial space oh, industry. I support it. I think it's important that the taxpayers and the, the species on Earth on our spaceship benefit from the technology development that comes from uh, spaceflight. Uh, the commercial aspect of it is good, I think, in that it creates a paradigm shift. You know, it, it was always the NASA government doing its thing. <clears throat> and the taxpayer paid for it, and we went and did some cool stuff. But I think guys like Elon Musk and Bezos and, and uh, Richard Branson, Branson at Virgin Galactic, they're visionary people. Uh, they don't have the governmental boundaries and regulations that hold them back, which sometimes is good and sometimes is not good, but it allows them to think outside the box more than we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you see Elon's dropping – Rockets are just flew in space. He's landing them on a freaking barge in the just, middle of the ocean, which is amazing. Yeah, and, I mean, and why don't why don't we do that? Well, right. we didn't do that because of cost and technology and yada yada. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's doing it and uh, Bezos is doing it with his Blue Origin stuff, those are good things. Those are innovative things, and I think of it as they're building the rental car mm-hmm. for now that the astronauts will drive to wherever they're going, and eventually it will become a taxi cab. Where anyone can, right? Yo, taxi! Yeah, to be awesome. I want to go to space. I want yeah, to go right? to the Hilton Hotel over, you know, oh whatever. Uranus, <laughs> Hilton Uranus. Thanks, Pat. Hilton Venus. That's, bad, that's that's probably not the best piece of retail property. <laughs> oh, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Location, location, location. Right. location. Oh. Okay. You guys, I miss you guys so. Much. <laughs> but it's a good thing. Um, they're developing new technology that maybe we wouldn't have developed. We might have gotten to it eventually, but uh, the ability, like I said, you go back to my a week in space and a week and a month in a third world country. The only way you can do that is with commercialization of space. Mm-hmm. The issue I have is what happens when 10 paying customers are killed in an explosion when their rocket blasts mm-hmm. off and... Which is, which is, you know, I mean, that had to be the same thought when they were first developing just mm-hmm. airplanes right. or cars because they had right. accidents mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had, there had to be people that are like, I'm willing to assume the risk. Exactly. Because um, I want that. <laughs> and, right. And that's what it takes to move things forward. Otherwise, yep. you don't end up with jets. You don't end up. Can't be risk averse. <laughs> yeah. With this. Uh, and so the question will be is when those people that accept the risk and then the consequences are ultimate. Uh, what do the other people do? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the question is, is there a market for this? Well, right now there's a market for Lady Goo Goo and Justin Beebe and, <laughs> and those guys. But Lady Goo Goo and Justin I, Beebe. I'd love, to, I'd love to go back, but I don't have that kind of coin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, I get it, though. Wait, and it's funny how many people have already signed up Yeah, that are like, here, Charge it. Hawk, Hawking Charge it. signed up yeah. before he passed away. I know he was signed up as well. So well, I think it'd be great to have somebody like you, like, yeah, like a tour guide, you know? Well, it'd be a baby, be babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it'd be, it'd well, be somebody they, who's been there before and know what to expect that. and you can add, they can ask questions of whatever the, whatever's around them would be something pretty invaluable. I think to have somebody up there that's been there that? before. Well, I, I flew, I flew with a guy from Malaysia named Sheikh Musafar Shukor and he flew as a Russian tourist on, well, space flight participant. And he came to the space station when I was there. 
And he was under the tutelage of the two Russian guys. And then uh, the Russian, com- so there were three Russians and Peggy Whitson at the time that came up on the Soyuz with him. And then he was going to go home with Oleg and Fyodor, my crewmates, on their Soyuz. Mm. And, uh, and he was a great guy, but he didn't know, I mean, he was, I don't want to use the word dangerous, but you had to kind of pay attention to what he was doing because you didn't want him to do anything that. Don't uh, touch that. Yeah. Don't set that there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get poop on the urine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, we got a poop thing in there. Do you have any more questions? No. Thanks to Heather Smith for that question. Okay. Um, those are my questions, unless you Thank have a you. favorite That's space awesome. movie. No. Favorite space movie. Is it hard watching a space movie? Like when we watch radio, whatever, mm-hmm. podcast stuff on TV or, or, or the movies, it's weird. They don't wear headphones. They can still hear the phone. It's all stupid. <laughs> so when you watch like Armageddon and you see uh, Bruce Willis go just freak, does it drive you nuts? Um, on some it does. I laughed and laughed at gravity. I thought that was so funny. I, there yeah. were some amazing things about the way they f- had the earth and mm-hmm. the, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you got to give them kudos for that. But the storyline and stuff was really funny. You know, she's got him on the end of that tether and he's right. falling away. Let me go. <laughs> yeah. Let me yeah. go. I, I don't want to let you go. I don't want to let me go. And all she has to do is go. We can pull, pull just toward just her. Just a little he, bit. Here he goes. <laughs> it's not like somebody was pulling no. him in the other direction. No. And, and uh, <laughs> my son. So she didn't have to let him go. Oh, no. Wow. But my son, he liked, uh, what's the one with the wormhole? Uh, oh, Contact. No, no, Interstellar. Interstellar. He yeah. liked that one. I, I fell asleep in that one. And then this last one, this Ad Astra. Oh, my God. That, that had to be one of the worst movies I've ever I'm seen. Never, I haven't seen that I one. couldn't. Sue and I both went, and we were kind of excited, right? We had Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Right? And he goes, he finds his dad, and his dad's doing some project yeah. at Neptune or something. And uh, But... It took me everything I could do to keep awake on that one. I just feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment when you yeah. go see a well, space movie. I know. Well, I mean, if and a lot of them now though, they come to us and they ask some astronauts to be consultants and which is smart. Yeah, but they just sometimes they okay, I heard they, what you said, and then they do whatever they want. Right, and then you're <laughs> you're tagged as a consultant, and you look like the idiot it's for like, like doesn't Clay know all he do is go doink, and he would have come right towards us. They didn't ask me, and then the Away series that just got canceled. Oh, it got yeah. canceled. Hey, do you watch Away? Do you watch Away? Do you Was watch? That's when they went to Mars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched like the first few episodes yeah. of that. And she's, because she's, when you mentioned about mm-hmm. being on the space station mm-hmm. and something happens at home on with Earth, her family yeah. and she had to decide whether she continues on or she goes back because right. this was it. And I'm like, let huh. me guess. She continued on. Well, the show had. <laughs> yeah, the show. <laughs> show got canceled. She must have quit. I was so excited about Away and then it started to get a little silly. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So don't which spoil one, Okay. Which one is it where... I can see it, and I cannot remember anybody that was in it. For God's sake, uh, I can almost say his name, but anyway, uh, Sling Blade. Oh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. He oh, was where the one he built a rocket in his garage. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was. Wow, hard. that sounds. And then there was the one where he came back, one. where one of the guys they came back, and he ends up in the walls of the house, and he could see through. Yeah, that's Interstellar. Is that Interstellar? interstellar yeah. Right. That is. I was going to ask because I was like, I didn't remember that the name one was of it. bizarre. It, and then I like that one though. I kind of do. I like that one. Armageddon. It's, I had to learn it. I had to watch it in Russian. Oh god, oh, it's <laughs> terrible. You think it's painful in English, <laughs> right? Watch oh, it in Russian. Man, that'd be rough. <laughs> uh, Clay, do you understand? No, no, I do not. <laughs> do not understand this. Um, so we move to part three. Uh, yes, this is now. This is not as like legit as that. This is a game. Do you know what's, uh, what's the name of it Well, now? we've got a couple different names. We've got, uh, it's, it's clay. Okay. Like a, okay. Whatever. Or what's in clay's cockpit. We've got all these different names. And that was her idea. Whatever. Yeah. That was her name. Uh, so, uh, this is Nothing. a thing. We do have music for it. And this is the, oh, yeah. I don't even know what that means, but it's, I don't know. Okay. It's pretty interesting. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play uh, an alarm that could potentially have gone off at some point in the cockpit of the shuttle, um, or I guess in the International Space Station, I suppose, mm-hmm. at some point. And you just have to tell us what that means, because you should know, like, by the sound of an alarm, what emergency you and the what, crew... What, what year is this? Circa... <laughs> circa whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> circa the last time Clay was in space. Oh, okay. Circa 2012? 10. 10. 10. In space, 2010. Okay, 2010. Okay, so this sound effect is... Oh, no, sound effect. This is an alarm. I want to diminish that. Hold on. Right. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Uh, yes, that would mean loose fecal matter floating through the space station. Oh, that's coming up. Uh, <laughs> that is not it. Oh, uh, that is to alert you that you left your fanny pack on the roof of the shuttle when you launched. <laughs> that is not good. You did not look that up. No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, did have okay. a fanny pack. 
And you le- did you leave it on the roof of the shuttle? That's why they had to make that alarm. Like, no. dang it, you leave that the Chinese, the takeout Chinese on the top of your roof. Um, okay, so this now this alarm could probably scare you. I would that assume. would really be hard to leave something on the roof of the shuttle because it's launching, right? It would have fallen on the yeah. The oh, nose. on the nose. Okay, the, nose. the tip, right. the tip, right. the tippy tip. top. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Got uh, so this second alarm, this one would be pretty frightening. This would be awful. If I heard this, I would be absolutely terrified. It sounds like we're diving. Yeah, if I'm absolutely <laughs> well, terrified, that means the toilet has broken. <laughs> no, it is your 100,000-mile 100, distance to empty light came on. So you need to refuel. What was your source? The internet. Uh, okay, so... So you're not going to get any of these right. Just Oh, I don't know. There's some good ones in here, too, though. Okay. Like, positive ones. Okay, uh-huh. uh, let's see. <laughs> Fire. Fire. No, well, kind of. It's from Mission Control, directly from them, to remind you that you can only listen to so many Justin Bieber songs per orbit. It's three. (laughs) Justin Bieber. And you have three. Three is too many. (laughs) Right? You've hit your limit. Wow. Uh, Okay, let's go to this one. Justin Bieber. Yeah, right. That's right. I forgot it right. It's nice to you, right? Thank you, Lady Goo Goo. Lady Goo Goo. Okay, so this one. Ooh. Aliens wanting to enter from the docking port hatch. Play that again. I wish that's what it was. Sounds I like the beginning of a really good Michael Jackson song. Well, <laughs> the new season of Riverdale is now available on Shuttle TV. For you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're like, hey, hey, you guys, did you hear that? We got something to do tonight. Oh, it sounds like God. Space Law and Order. It, it, does. Does. it does. Space Law and Order. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It does. Uh, okay, so this one, um, also scary. That's my alarm clock that- 25 years ago. <laughs> Sounds like it, doesn't it? My wife has sent me a text message telling me to bring bread home. (laughs) Or your popcorn is done. (laughs) I had popcorn in space. Uh You do not want to have popcorn in space. Did you have popcorn in space? I had Boy Scout delivered in the foil pack caramel corn. It was delish, but when you open that pack... Oh, it goes everywhere. Does right? it? Because it's you know you have to go. I didn't take a, a, a knife and cut it gently. I went. Yeah. And it went everywhere. Really? That so we had a popcorn awesome. popcorn chase. So th- <laughs> That'd be a fun game. It's like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, six weeks later, you find that fry. Right. Like I found it. I found another one. It's still good. <laughs> okay, this one. Hmm. Mm. That could be an intercom mm. alarm. You know, sure. That, hey, somebody wants to call you on the intercom. Or it could be during your docking process that your left turn signal is still on. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. If I know where I'm going, nobody else should care. <laughs> okay, and then these are positive ones. These are like, when you hear these in the intercom system, you, you should know this. You'd be like, oh my gosh, that's fantastic because... <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fantastic because that's a... SpongeBob SquarePants episode is on. <laughs> no, it's fantastic because new astronaut Terry just had his first successful BM in space. <laughs> oh my god! I think that was more like the bomb, bomb, <laughs> the, yeah. the space law and order, <laughs> space law and order, <laughs> definitely. Uh, okay, so let me see. Um, gosh, any oh, more in there? No, well, this one here. Okay, yeah, this is my, we'll do we'll do two more. I got oh. like fifty six of them. Two more is fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> This is a, something a sound heard inside the cockpit of the space shuttle, and you would know exactly what that is because because that's Yuri opening another bottle of cognac. That's funny. I was going to say because it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <'Cause it's> five. <laughs> yeah. We're going with that one. Yeah. I don't care about this one. That was good because it had to do your, with Uranus, so that one's better. Uh, and so this last one, and this is a kind of a good one to wrap it up on. Uh, yeah. Uh, leaky, leaky toilet. No, this is a notification on your phone that says the patent JT can call me a friend payment of $1.99 per month has been received in your account. So that, oh, my God. God, price has gone up. So, that, so let's, this will be, let's be, close out that segment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so weird. My mom listens to this. Come on, I man. know. Well, they, no, he's happy. I, I Googled happy sounds or whatever, and that, that guy's, that dude's voice was there. I swear to God. Maybe you should I should have specified the kind of happy. Well, it doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. Oh, yeah. All the same yeah. thing. It is Uranus. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So you're going to be in town 
Saturday that people can catch out at uh, 3.30 to 5 at the Strategic Air Command and Aerospace Museum in Ashland, Nebraska. Very cool. Thank you for taking the time to come here and hang with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love you guys. You have been so great to me throughout my career. Um, Even, my gosh, I got to think, God, that had to be what year we we started talking to you is like, it had to be like more than 12, 15. Oh, yeah. Well, at least 2007. That'd be th- yeah, it was way before you even knew you were going to go on the, your yeah. last shuttle right. flight. And then mm-hmm. you talked to mom several times. Yes. And then I know I called you in 2010. We were in Houston in crew quarters, quarantined. Yep. And I called, and we were 12 hours shifted, right? We were, we were up at midnight. You guys were asleep at midnight. But I remember getting ready to go to bed, and I called your station and asked you if you would play the our theme. Yes. Um, for my <laughs> Rocket launch. Rocket Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and then I I got teary eyed and then I thanked you and went to sleep and next thing I knew I was flying in a jet to yeah Houston. it was awesome it was and they ended, they used uh, that music too didn't they in your documentary did they use your mom's um, that, that no piece? you know we 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 used we did that piece and then we used it when you had your uh, thing the face the bar room, bar room floor bar room floor mm-hmm. yeah because that was one that's one of my best memories oh. of the last twenty five years is not only talking to your mom because mm-hmm. she was hilarious but also being part of that event being able to MC that oh know, my gosh that, that we event had was so much fun oh my gosh it was just um, fantastic well, I know when you played that uh, clip I cried yeah you know because it, it was her talking about uh-huh. and what was the joke she talked about um, I thought about it earlier when you were talking hilarious. about the love, shuttle yeah, yeah right. She, what was it? How did she put that? She said, when, when you're getting on a rocket that's built by the lowest bidder. <laughs> it's always built by, just remember, it's always built by the lowest it bidder. Like, and when, when we were talking to her, we're like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, was, that's not her line. That's Alan Shepard's so line, funny. actually, from back when he launched uh, yeah. in 1961. So. Obviously left an impression So my on mother her. was well-read. Yes, yeah. she was. She was. She's probably thinking, what is my son doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. I just, you know, things we, haven't changed. <laughs> you guys never met my dad, but if you would have met dad, Jack, uh, I can only imagine dad in Florida, in Cocoa Beach, a couple days before launch. He probably went, would go into every 7 Eleven, Walmart, every store he could find and start walking around going, Hey, my son's launching <laughs> on the shuttle. My son's going up. <laughs> of course, all dads do that. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Well, thank you so much for coming in and being on our podcast. Thank you. Anytime. I love you guys and uh, best of luck. And thanks. Thank you. I and hope s- things continue to rock and roll for you. We can't wait for the next here. book. We're ready for well, the next one. Well, we'll see. You know, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> okay. wait, quick little 30 second. What are you thinking of for your murder mystery? Uh, the title's called Tethered Hope. Who is it a space one? Yeah. Yes. Oh. So it'll be about it. a murdered astronaut. Yes. And then so. the, this this the, we'll have the, the movie soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playing the part of Clayton Shadow B. It's like, Brad Pitt. <coughs> right. Oh, no, William right. Shatner, he turns okay. 90. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brad Pitt. Uh, all right, thanks, Clay. We you bet. Thank it. you. Uh, it's Pat and JT on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And Texas 402-403-9478. Production.